happy Mother's Day. I couldn't resist. I was looking through some Mother's Day videos and uh, came across that one, and I said, i, I got to show that one. That was really cute. Love that. Here, that's been coming to the church for quite some time, and really appreciate him. He texted me this week, we, and he let me know that there was going to be a surprise. I didn't really know what he was going to do. Well, uh, I was busy running around, and all of a sudden, some people came ran, uh, running up to me, and they said, you got to see this. And so I ran up there to see what was going on, and our brother Kirk Marshall was walking today. Okay? Amen. Kirk. Wonderful guy. He had had a stroke a while back, and uh, then we had rehabilitated and was learning to walk again, and then he had a fall. And then he's been working really hard again. We co- How many of you complain about things that you go, oh, I shouldn't ever complain about that? Today was a wonderful day. I know you did that for God. You did it for your mom. And we just want to tell you that we love you, bro. We're glad you're a part of Connection Church. And you just inspired us so much today. Again, one more big hand for Kirk. job. Well, as uh, I assume most of you can appreciate here on Mother's Day, I have a very diverse audience, and so I cannot speak to any singular situation. What I mean by that is that all of you here had a mother, and some of you have mothers that are already deceased. And uh, in that category, you might have a, a mother that's deceased that you didn't have a good relationship with. Or maybe you had an average relationship with. Or you had a tremendous and wonderful relationship with. So that, that's a category in and of itself. And then there's others in here that we still have our mom. And in that category, you have some who have a really poor relationship with their mom, though she's still alive. And then you have people whose moms are still alive and they just have an average relationship. And then you have others that have a very good and wonderful and treasured relationship with their mother. And so you can see I'm speaking to a very diverse group. So I can't speak specifically to you, but you know I know somebody that can. It's the Lord. As I begin to share with you in a little bit, what I'm asking you to do is not hear me. I'm asking you to hear Him. Because my assumption over the years living life and in ministry is I, I've sensed there's a lot of wounds that are in mothers. They maybe didn't feel like they did a good job, or maybe they're distant from their children, or maybe they think they failed, or all their hearts are broken, or whatever it might be. And so a mom can have a wound in regard to her children. And in like manner, kids can have a wound in regard to their mother. Maybe they weren't there. Maybe they, they uh, abused them or abandoned them. Or maybe there was just a lot of rift. Maybe they haven't talked to their mom. Or maybe there's a distance relationally or emotionally. Do, do you get what I'm saying? And I think it's very important we allow God to make Mother's Day at Connections Church what He wants it to be. So I hope you're with me in that. So I want to be extremely sensitive. In the people business, I've dealt with people who've had a lot of extreme trauma in regard to a mother or a mother towards a a child. And and I want to be extremely sensitive about all of those situations. At the same time, I'm asking God to minister to you specifically. So if you'll open your heart 
to the Lord. And then in a moment we'll talk and we'll pray. But what, the second thing I'd like to say is I, I've seen over many, many years uh, Mother's Day morph into um, Women's Day for all women. And I understand that. And we want to honor all the women. But if you will allow me, I don't want to go that far. I believe it's still Mother's Day. So if you're a woman and you're not a mother, I bless you. I, I pray God will encourage you and meet you and walk with you. But I don't want to take away from Mother's Day. And I hope that doesn't offend you. But I want to speak to moms today, if I can do that. I've entitled the message today, The Heart of the Matter, Mother's Day. Check your pulse. Check your pulse. Now, if I don't have your interest... You're checking your pulse, okay? That's not really what I mean. We'll, we'll get to it. Well, yeah, I'm still alive. Here, let me check that thing out. The heart of the matter of Mother's Day is to check your pulse. Let's pray together. Father, you are a incredible and an individual God. And you walk with us in that way. And Lord as a human being walking this earthly journey, sometimes we can have a fracture or a break in a relationship. It can be towards a mom or it can be towards a child as a mom. And I'm just asking that you would, Lord, go in and search and heal and encourage and deliver and do whatever you need to do in each person in here today so that we can walk in a fullness of life, that there be no hindrances. Again, Lord, I don't want to inappropriately tiptoe into anybody's heart or life. I want to share your word. I want to share your truth. And then, Lord, if, if you want to and they're willing, that you will tiptoe into their heart. And you will minister your love, mercy, and grace. So we just commit to you our time in your word. We thank you for it. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. To determine if someone's heart is beating, you check their pulse. I have a variety of friends who are in the first responders business. That would be EMT or police officers or firefighters, and oftentimes they're called to a scene if they go there and a person is unconscious and they want to find out if their heart is beating, the very first thing they do is what? They take their pulse to see if their heart is beating. The Bible says, watch over your heart, for from it flows the issues of life. Whether we understand it completely or not, life is about our heart. The Bible says that we were created as a trichotomy. I know that's a big word, a trichotomy. We were created as a human being, every one of us, with a spirit, a soul, and a body. That's trichotomy. Spirit, soul, and body. The heart is the center of the spirit. The heart is the center of the soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions. And the heart is the center of the physical being. And so really the issue of life is to understand and to guard our heart. It's the center of life. Mother's Day shouldn't be just a sentimental day 
just a, a sentimental event. It should be a time when we evaluate and we check our pulse in regards to our mothers. And in just a moment, I'm going to talk to you about what I mean by check your pulse. But I, I'd like to say this uh, before we get any farther down the road. Here in America, we celebrate a variety of days that I think are, are wonderful. I, I champion them. I celebrate them. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. I love all of that. But what my concern has been over the years in America and sometimes in the church is that we approach those from a sentimental rather than a biblical perspective. We want to be able to, oh, that was really good service. I just, I felt good and I did feel honored as a mom or a dad or we did celebrate Thanksgiving or it was great for Christmas. There's nothing wrong with that. But my friends, sometimes we live on the surface of life rather than in the depth of life. And I think you know me. I want to go deep. I want to understand the biblical references, the biblical understanding of these things that can make it more than a sentimental time, more than a sentimental celebration to a biblical celebration. And so that's what I would like to do today also in regards to Mother's Day. First of all, the heart of the matter. I mentioned to you it's about the heart. If the heart's not beating, you're not alive. If the heart's not beating in your mind, will, and emotions, you're not operating effectively. If your heart isn't operating in the spiritual realm, you will drift. I mentioned that. The heart of the matter. First of all, her heart, your mom's heart. Or if you're a mom, it's your heart. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence. Prioritize your heart as a mom over everything. Over everything. For out of it springs the issues of life. So I want to talk, first of all, about your heart. If you're a, if you're a child, now none of us got here without a mom. Right, wrong, or indifferent, okay? I didn't see any blue light special at Kmart or Walmart or any of these other places. You didn't get bought, okay? And the store didn't bring you, okay? God used your mom to bring you here. Please listen to me. The greatest opportunity and responsibility of any child is to learn about, encourage, and unite your heart with your mom's heart. Because within the heart of every mother is a treasure box of God's blessings. Whether you have conflict or whether there's been problems, whatever it is, that's how God created it. That's our responsibility and opportunity as kids. And then your heart as a child. Your heart was created to fit into your mom's heart. Did you know that? Yes, I know you're isolated. I know you're independent. I know you have your own life. But you were never called to do it alone or go it alone. Your heart was to be in your mom's heart. Let me see if I can illustrate. Can everybody see this? Does anybody know what this is? If I didn't tell you this morning, Josh. Anybody know what this is? You can see it. This is a doll. What's a preacher doing with a doll today? Uh, this is from Russia. I've had the opportunity to go to Russia several times, and I always pick a bunch of these up. This is called a Matrushka doll. And the word uh, Matrushka in the Russian language means mother. Have you ever seen any of these? Huh? You ever seen any of those? Yes, good. Let's see if I can illustrate something. Okay, 
they all kind of come apart here. The first reality is your mom, and we'll talk about it in a moment. See how talented I am. I don't play golf very well either. Just want you to know that. Your mom is to be in Christ. All right? She was created to be in Christ. And you were created to be in your mom. That's what's called the Trinity. If you want to try to describe the Trinity, people, they get so confused. Three and one, what are you talking about? The greatest illustration, I think, is like a Matryoshka doll. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they fit inside of each other, but they're one. And the reality is, if you're a child, your heart is to fit into your mom's heart, and she is to fit into Christ. This is the perfect example of what God wants. This is the perfect description of what the enemy will fight against. He doesn't want your mom to be in Christ, growing and and flourishing and being all who she's supposed to be. And then in your regard, uh, the enemy wants to fight so that you have tension or heartache or division with your own mom, whether it be overt or subtly, so that your heart is not in her heart. That's the warfare. The goal is, it's a matter of the heart. As a child, your heart needs to be in her heart, and she needs to be in Christ, so we have a perfect example of the Trinity. It's a matter of the heart, my friends. A healthy heart both receives and gives blood adequately. Those of you who know, uh, we have Mark Guadagnoli, who's a, a, the leading uh, heart surgeon here in northern Colorado at MCR. He comes to our church, and I've talked to him different times about the heart. Really simplistic. How many of you know that you need to have the same amount of good flow going in and going out to have a healthy heart? It's got to constrict and it's got to expand. And they've got to do it together. And I guess what I'd like to say to you in uh, Luke 6.38, I've got verses for you that I'm not going to ask you to go to, but I want to read those to you today. And uh, Luke uh, 6.38 says this. And remember, I'm talking about the heart. Luke. Come on, Luke. says this, remember I'm talking about your relationship with your mom in regard to your heart. It says, give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, for in the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And you say, Pastor Jeff, why did you use that verse? Because over the years working with people, I, ha- I-, I have uh, encountered this, a mother who says, I'm the mom. And my kids need to give to me. They need to understand me. They need to respect me. They need to obey me. They need to listen to me. They need to learn from me. And so, if their kids are not giving that to them, they're not giving it back. Or I've worked with lots of people where they'll say, well, it's my mom's responsibility. She's the mom. She needs to be mature. She needs to put on her big mom's pants. Where'd that come from? And she needs to take care of me and understand me and nurture me and give to me. And I want to say both to the mom and to the child, stop expecting everything and start giving everything. Did I say it right? Stop expecting anything. I'm sorry. Stop expecting anything and start giving everything. You want to align yourself so your heart is in your mom's heart and your heart, mom is in Christ and we represent the Trinity? 
as a child, stop expecting anything from your mom and start giving her everything. And moms with love intended, stop expecting anything from your kids and start giving them everything. And I know you do, and, and that's ideal, but then there's this break. This is, should be a renewal and, and maybe a, a new enlightenment. Don't hide behind those things. Let's get in her heart, her heart in, in our heart, and let's get in Christ together. Are you with me? Now I'd like to che- I'd check your pulse. I'm not going to walk out there, okay, so don't get afraid. Mike, I'm not going to come check your pulse there, brother. So because it's an issue of the heart and we need to have uh, a heart that's beating, and the only way we know that is to check our pulse, let's check our pulse this morning in regard to what the Bible has to say about our mind. First of all, the letter P is for purpose. Let me ask you a question. What is or what was God's purpose in creating your mom. What is or what was God's purpose in creating your mom? My concern is people have never asked that question or they don't understand it. You've heard me say so many times before, it's important to understand the purpose of why something was created. Many of you know this is a writing pen. It was created for a purpose in mind. If I don't know what that purpose is and I begin to start using it like a screwdriver... What's going to happen? One, it's not going to work. It wasn't created to be a screwdriver. But if I use it that way, you know, and then if it's not working, I put more pressure on it to be what I want it to be. And guess what? I break it. And we live in a culture that doesn't understand a whole lot of what God's doing or what God's done. And so we use things inappropriately, and they don't work, and we get discouraged. And the more pressure we put on it to work, then we break it. And I think that happens in regards to mom. Every time I respond or interact or relate to this precious woman right here, I do it with understanding God's purpose for her life. So what is that? In Genesis... Chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. I'm writing these down. You're not going to be able to go to them if you want to go there. I'll take you there real quick and read it to you. You want to know what the purpose, God's purpose for your mother was and is? I'll tell you real quickly. You'll never have to ask that question again in in the entire life. Genesis 1, verse 26 says this. Then God said, again, talking about the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Let us make man or mankind in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Listen, please. God created man or mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. Do you know what the purpose was for God creating your mom? To reveal to you the character and nature of God. That's so simplistic and yet it's so complex. Most moms don't even know. Most kids don't even know. I'm telling you, the reason that God created your mom was to reveal the character and nature of God to you. And if you're a mom, you say, well, you know, I've been through all this. I still don't know what my purpose is. Your purpose as a mom is to be able to reveal to your children the character and nature of God. 
Now, in this time, I don't have time to go over all the characteristics of the nature of God. We would be here till 5 o'clock. But to highlight a couple of them, what about loving and caring, teaching, instructing, modeling, forgiving, convicting, inspiring, motivating? Whatever God is and whatever God does in His perfect sovereignty, as a mom, you have the opportunity to do that to your kids for them. That's why you were created. Not just to cook and clean and and do clothes and uh, put on band-aids and all the other things that video says. And all that's a part of it. The number one purpose is to reveal the character and nature of God to you. Every time I... Uh, uh, interplay with my mom and relate to her. It's with that understanding is that God has called her to be my mom to reveal his character and nature to me. We have to understand purpose. So I want you to check your pulse today. Do you understand the purpose you have as a mom? And do you understand the purpose of your mom? Hopefully that clarified it. You understand Understand your responsibility in regard to your relationship with your mother. It's clearly identified and spelled out in Ephesians chapter 6. And I'll read that to you. As a child, in regard to your mom, you need to understand what your opportunity and responsibility is. It's very clear in the Bible. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. How many of you are kids? Okay, that shouldn't have been a difficult question. Okay, I'm not setting you up. There's no triggers to that. How many of you are a child, a kid? Thank you. This scripture is for you. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, not option. First commandment with a promise. Why? That it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. What we're called to do, she's to reveal the character and nature of God to us. And what we're supposed to do is to honor her. The Greek word honor is tomeo. Richard, I didn't say tomato. Tomeo, T-I-M-E-O. And it means to place a very high value on. How many of you know that what you place a high value on, you're going to what? Prioritize? You're going to protect, you're going to guard, and you're going to take care of. Okay, if you were to give me for Father's Day, my kids or the church pull together, you guys all want to throw money in, and buy me a Maserati. Okay, Mike, you can just give me your Corvette, okay? You better believe I'm going to prioritize that baby. I'm going to protect it. I'm not going to park it where it can get dinged up and people don't pay attention and they open their car doors and somebody scratches it. And guess what? When you look in that, I'm going to take good care of it because I'm going to value it highly. A Maserati is worth a lot. I want to guarantee you, right, wrong, different, whatever relationship you had or you have with your mom, she's so much more valuable than a Maserati, you can't even get close to it unless a wound or something happens and it distorts your view of her because God created her to be of great value. We as kids, that's we need to understand our responsibility. And you know what? Look through the Bible. That's the number one responsibility you have of your mom is to honor her. 
Now, where trouble gets into, and again, I'm trying to be sensitive, but I'm trying to be uh, a good mouthpiece for God. How many people I've heard over the years make excuses why they don't honor their mom? Well, you know, she, she looked down at me. She, she spoke down at me. She was absent. She abused me. I'm sorry about all of those things, but I've got to be honest with you. There's nowhere in the Bible that says that's an excuse that you don't have to fulfill your responsibility. It's a commandment. Is it easy? No, some commandments are hard. And you don't like to do it. But if we're going to change our world, we're going to change moms, we're going to change dysfunctional families, we're going to change our culture, we have to be the starting point to be responsible. I am so sorry if your mother wasn't who she was supposed to be or who you needed her to be or who you wanted her to be. But in nowhere in the Bible do you see that that means you don't have to honor her, place great value, because what you're looking at is you're looking at her failures, you're looking at her humanity, you're looking at how she's missed your expectations, and what you're missing is you're, you're missing that God created her to be your mom. Right, wrong, or indifferent, to learn good or bad, He put her there to honor. And not only do you need to honor that, but guess what? There's a promise in that. It says so that you can live long and live well on the earth. You have to understand. That's a responsibility. Is it easy? No. And some of you are saying, well, my mother is deceased, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Check your pulse. Do you understand God's purpose for moms? And do you understand your role and responsibility as a child I'm not making all of this stuff up. I believe in the Holy Book. I believe in the sacred scriptures. I believe it's the mandate and the recipe how to live an abundant life. I thought I heard somebody say amen. Where's my amen section? Check your pulse. Purpose, understanding, L, learn. Learn. Take you to uh, the book of Proverbs. The, the wisdom book here in Proverbs chapter 6. To learn, to learn from your mom. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 says this. Do not forsake the law of your mother. How many of you cringe at that? <laughs> mom was always... Putting down the law, weren't you? <laughs> Putting down the law. Well, if you look up this Hebrew word for law, it means truth, wisdom, and godly principles. God uses mothers to teach children truth, wisdom, and godly principles. Our job as children is to learn the truth, the wisdom the godly principles that she's supposed to be putting forth. How many lives have been totally detoured and ruined and destroyed because we didn't learn what our mother was trying to teach us? Something in us, some break in our relationship, some expectation they didn't fill, some action that they did or didn't do, kind of distorted our view of who they were or what they were doing. And so a child that doesn't learn the process of what they're to learn from their mother 
the results usually can be disastrous. Check your pulse. Purpose. Understanding. Learning from your mom. S. Stand. If you go to, uh, again, another passage in Proverbs, Proverbs 31, some of you have heard of that. In Proverbs 31, verse 28, it says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. There's two things there. First of all, stand. It says uh, that her children will rise up. In, in some uh, translations, it's uh, uh, arise or stand. The Hebrew word doesn't seem to imply a physical standing here, but indicates accomplishment, achievement, and success. The purpose of a mom revealing the character and nature of God to you is so that you will understand and discover God's plan and purpose for you and that you will accomplish it, you will achieve it, and you will be successful. Okay? The purpose of your mom was created by God to reveal to you the character and nature of God so that you can learn, discover, find out God's plan and purpose for your life and you will achieve it. You will accomplish it and you'll be successful. So what I'd like to say, the Bible says her children will stand up or arise. I want to say to you with love intended, but encouragement and challenge, because I understand the ways of the world and the effects of the enemy, I want to say to each one of us, it's time to stand up because of our mom, right, wrong, or indifferent, one way or another in there, and accomplish and achieve and be successful to God's plan and purpose for our life. No excuses. When your mom brought you into this world, right, wrong, or indifferent, there was a plan and a purpose of God that she saw in you, and right, wrong, or indifferent, she tried to instill that in you. Again, right, wrong, I know there's a lot of circumstances. And the Bible says that a child will stand up and accomplish and achieve and succeed in God's plan and purpose for her life. The last one there is to express Her children rise up, accomplish, and achieve, and are successful in the plan of God. And what happens? And call her blessed. One, to understand that that's who she was and what she did, and that was what her heart was, and that's what she attempted to do. And Yes, she made mistakes like we all do, but that was what it was. And so because of that, and even if that didn't happen, The Bible says we're to stand up and call our moms blessed. And, you know, when you look at that in the uh, Hebrew and in the Jewish thing, it not only means to express words, but also the way to bless was to lay hands on somebody, to recognize them, to touch them, and to uh, anoint them with blessing. And I want to illustrate it to you. I can get through this. I love you. I appreciate you. I respect you. I thank you for everything you've done to make me the man that I am and I'm going to be. I rever you. I honor you. You are to be blessed. You are a beautiful woman inside and out. That's the verbal expression. Now, here's the other. I lay hands on her. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bless my mom. I pray that you would encourage my mom. I pray that you would walk with my mom. 
I pray that she'd hear you in the early morning. I pray that you'd walk with her throughout the day. I pray, God, you'd bless her at the noontime. I pray that you'd display your blessing and your glory to her in the afternoon. I pray she comes to the end of the day that you would clothe her in your safety and your grace. I pray that, Lord, as she lays her head on the pillow, she would know that you're right there. I pray you'd guard and watch over her dreams every night that she might know more than ever before how beautiful she is in you, how beautiful she is to all of us, and what a beauty she is to our world. God, I'm asking that you would bless my mother. When we check our pulse, we understand God's purpose for our moms. We understand our role to honor them. We submit and align ourselves to learn from them. We stand up to accomplish and achieve and succeed succeed in the purpose that God has for our life that was inspired by our mom. And we express to them Verbally, on the laying on of hands, she she is as wonderful and beautiful as God would want her to be. Now, pulling this all together, and I'll have the band come back. I don't know how many more days I have on the planet. And you know me, I'm pretty passionate about, about a lot of things. I don't want to be caught in the maintenance of Christianity. I don't want to be caught in the maintenance of church life. I want to change the world. If you watch my Facebook, I said that on Facebook this week. I talked to a guy and he said to me, I can't change the world. I can't even change myself. I, I wanted to cry and my heart to break. And then I got upset and I want to say, go change the world and it'll change you. We need to change the way we think. Here's what I'm trying to say in pulling it all together. Two things. I'll have some people say to me, gosh, Jeff, I would have heard that, wish I would have heard this 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. My, mom, my mom's deceased. That does not prohibit that you can't continue to express to her all the things that I just did. I've ministered to a whole lot of people over a lot of years whose mom's deceased and there was brokenness and there was animosity and there was anger and there was disappointment and there was unforgiveness and you know what I told him to do check your pulse and the last thing is express that go home find a quiet place at a quiet time and do what you're called to do honor them and bless them write it out in a note Will it be easy? No. Will it take more than one time? Sometimes yes. You can still do this even if your mom's deceased. You can still check your pulse. You can still be responsible to see and place great value. And I know that's going to hit some going, you don't know my mom. You don't know what I went through. No, I don't and my heart breaks. But I know what the Bible says you can do for you. I believe we can change the world here today by adopting this message. Because I'm extremely concerned about relationships that mom have with kids and kids have with moms. And when they have that, they create a dysfunctional family. 
And when we have dysfunctional families, we go out and we create an infected culture. And when the culture is infected, it leads us down the wrong road. And I'm convinced that we can create a sense of healing in our hearts, towards our moms, towards our children, which then creates a a healthier family dynamic. And when we have healthier families, we create a healthier culture. And when we create a healthier culture, we can change the world. That's why this is not just a sentimental message. If your mom is alive, and I'm not saying you, I'm so fortunate. Mark and I and Cheryl are so blessed to have my mom been a great mom and so it, it, it's easier for us i know there's some things that are harder in life for other people and some things are easier we were just incredibly blessed but if your mom is still alive and i know there's a multiple circumstances if you will begin to verbally bless her like i just verbally blessed my mom and you'll find a way to lay your hands on her and pray god's blessings on her i think the wounds and the hurts and the heartaches and the unforgiveness and the division start to be healed in our culture. And moms can become moms and not live a life filled with guilt. And kids can live free lives with their mom and not continue to blame and criticize and have unforgiveness and division. Yes, I know this wasn't your normal pat you on the head, happy Mother's Day. But I do believe it's Biblical. The heart of the matter, Mother's Day, for each of us in here today, is to check our pulse. Let's pray. Father, I want to be filled with your empathy. I want to be filled with your sympathy. I want to be filled with your compassion. I want to be filled with Your grace today because I know for some this is one of the most difficult, challenging realities that they faced or they are facing or they will face. I pray You'd bring healing. And any mom where there's a brokenness, there's a wound, there's a feeling of failure, they're overridden with guilt, that You would heal. And I pray if there's any child in here that has a break with a mom, whether deceased or alive, alive, you'd heal that. You'd heal that, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand.
band's going to sing that one more time through real quick right now. The, uh, the ushers are going to come down. If you're a mom, uh, just raise your hand. They're going to give you a little devotional book as a way for us to tell you that we love you and we honor you and we thank you. And then as uh, you leave today, whether you're a mom or any uh, of the female gender, we have flowers for you as you go out. So right now, they're going to sing it one more time real quickly here. If you're a mom, raise your hand so we can make sure we get you a devotional book. And then as you leave today, if you're a female, a mom, or not, make sure you get a flower. God bless you. Mother's Day to all you mothers in here. We love you. We honor you. All of us. Let's go today. Let's check our pulse. God bless you. Have a great day.